Welcome back to the Real Quick with Mike Swick podcast. Today we have Antonio Rodrigo Minotaro Noguera. Not only is he a friend of mine, but an absolute legend of the sport, a pride champion, a UFC champion, a UFC Hall of Famer, uh, one of the toughest guys to ever fight in the sport of MMA. Uh, he's had some of the toughest fights, some of the biggest fights, a uh, huge inspiration for me growing up, um, watching him as I, as I unfolded my career, watching him at the top you know, as I was coming up. And then luckily I've been fortunate enough to actually uh, not only meet him, but hang out with him in a multitude of countries. It's just crazy how we've had so many appearances and, and uh, situations in so many different countries. There's probably like six or seven countries we've, we've hung out in. Um, so it's, it's weird, but it's such a great uh, experience every time I hang out with him. He's a great guy. He's an ambassador to the sport. He always has been one of the nicest guys in the sport. Um, and he doesn't need much introduction. I've already overdone it. But the reason I'm dressed like this is he's in Abu Dhabi right now reporting for UFC Brazil. He's doing a lot of interviews. He's on Fight Island. The last time I was there in Abu Dhabi with him, this is how I looked. So I thought it was only appropriate that I dressed the same. Uh, it was a little silly too. But <laughs> anyway, let's talk to Noguera. Noguera, welcome to the show, buddy. Yeah, uh, very welcome. I just uh, uh, remember we was here like 10 years ago, yeah. Yeah, was it 10 years? 10 years, my friends. It was 2010. Yeah, that's why I'm dressed like this. This is how I dressed when we were in uh, Abu Dhabi together last time. Yeah, nice, nice. Very good, very good. So, so when we were here, when we were in Dubai, I'm pretending like I'm in Abu Dhabi right now. When we were in Abu Dhabi, uh, that was fun, right? Like, we had so much fun. We were, like, uh, playing with camels, driving in the buggies and on the dunes. yeah. Good, good time. You know, the, when you are in this, those countries, we gotta, we gotta go inside of the country of the place. Yeah. You know, and they, and they love fights, man. They yeah. love fights. You know, the, the, the fight island. What they doing right now with the, you know, with the UFC? They are getting them to the next level. I, I, I have a time to chat with the minister of the tourism and marketing of the, this country, and they invest so much in this sport right now. You know, and they, they get the, the Isa Island, you know, to be a place to play sport. Uh, they have uh, even close to here, they have, uh, uh, you know, they make a lot of a lot of things for this sport right now. You know, so they have a, 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 like a, a race cars, F1, yeah. right here. You know, they do uh, you know, cricket, you know, that the, the game for the play that yep. engine. The fight of the the, the, the the Indian games are here. There was last week. So they get all those hotels, you know, the, in the island to make a, uh, to make the island of the sports. Yeah, absolutely. And we want to get, I want to get into that too. Um, but first going back to when we were in Abu Dhabi, we did so much cool stuff. We went to the, the military base and grappled with people. You grappled with like everybody. <laughs> and I want to tell one story really fast. It's still one of the funniest stories ever. We, you, me, and a couple other people from the UFC went from Abu Dhabi to Dubai to do a radio interview. And you had uh, shorts on like you always do, of course. It's normal for you and a T-shirt. And I was dressed normal because we were just literally going to a radio interview. I think it was at the uh, Dubai Mall. And then coming back. On the way back from the radio interview, they decide, they asked us, hey, do you want to go to the beach and, and check out the, uh, you know, the, the, it was, uh, the Burj Al Arab and then the... Burj Khalifa and stuff. So we wanted to go to Burj Al Arab on the beach. We circle to the beach. We get out. And you pull out swim goggles from your shorts. So I've always wanted, uh -huh. So not only was it a hilarious moment, because why in the hell did you have swim uh, goggles in your shorts when we weren't even going to the ocean? But I still don't know why you had those in your shorts. And then you jumped in the ocean, and then you just went swimming for like an hour. We, <laughs> we had to just wait while you went swimming for an hour in front of the Burj Al Arab. <laughs> Do you just carry swim goggles with you? Are you that Brazilian? I always bring with me. I'll tell you, you know, so, so he, you know, he's so really? he, I have a goggles on me <laughs> right now. So after the interview, I'm going to go to the pool to swim for one hour as well. <laughs> You're ready to swim all the time. As When you pulled those out, like literally that was one of the funniest moments ever. Um, and you just jumped in the ocean and we just lost you for like, you, you swam all the way past the hotel. We did, We couldn't even see you. It was hilarious. Unbelievable. And yeah, I've seen you in like every country. I've seen you in, uh, obviously I went to your, your gym in Brazil and then I saw the fights that you put on. You put on a show in Brazil. 
uh, Anderson Silva, you were, everybody was there. Um, I saw you in, obviously, American multiple times. I saw you in uh, Dubai, Abu Dhabi, and then we ran into each other in, in Russia, of all places. We were both on separate trips in Moscow, and we yeah. just bump into each other. A, a TV show they call Tori Debris, and we went to 16, uh, 16, went to 18 countries, you know, to show the martial arts, the local martial arts. This time I met you there in Phuket. I went to Yajimeki in Phuket. I was just shooting, I was shooting the, the about Muay Thai. So we, we go we, we go pretty much everywhere in the world. Yeah. It's crazy. But we literally bumped into each other in Moscow, like literally face to face and had no idea we were in the same country. That's the most crazy coincidence ever. Um, and then yeah, cool. obviously you came to Phuket, you trained at AK Thailand, and then you beat me up in my own gym, which like when I went to your gym, like I didn't beat anybody up. I was just like nice and watched the fights. You came to my gym and you just kicked my ass in front of everybody for like 30 minutes or an hour. <laughs> my friend, I'm bigger than you. Come on. You know, <laughs> oh, you gotta yeah. consider it. And a lot <laughs> better. <laughs> I'm at two, almost 240 pounds, you know? <laughs> yeah, you are awesome. It's so, so great to have you at the gym and, and be able to grapple and with they, you. Uh, today I have a, a chance to roll with that Michael Kiesa. Yeah. You know, such a nice guy, you know, here. And you, you was the one of the guys I want to roll with because of, um, uh, uh, you know, since you get inside that UFC, you like Kiesa, you know, we got a great image, but you're working on uh, inside of the octagon, but outside of octagon, you got your personality, you know, you work with communication, always like doing a, a great job of that in the Instagram, but you're doing the, your own radio thing. And so Kiesa, you know, he's doing something else in TVs. I like, you know, I, I like this style, you know I mean? Not only a fighter, uh, you got something outside there. <laughs> you too. I see you doing all these interviews now in, in Abu Dhabi with all the fighters. Are you doing stuff with like UFC Brazil right now? Like you're doing interviews for them? Yeah, uh, I'm working for Sport TV. Yep. You know, uh, in Brazil, and uh, so Canal Combat. UFC got uh, in Brazil the 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 channel just for fighting, like 24 hours, like fighting. Okay. You know, network. So, yep. So, uh, yeah. So I doing this TV show over there for the for the traveling all over the world, you know, so doing a lot of this TV. And, uh, and also I do the comments of the UFCs like two, two times a month. So I go there to make the comments, you know, when they have the shows. And now now here in Abu Dhabi, I, I open up that comments, you know. Yeah. So we trust for Sport TV, it's like 10 million people watch, you know, to, to Canal Combat, like 700 people watch as a pay-per-view, you know. So I transfer for the free TV to the pay TV, you know. So I make the, this comment like three minutes, you know, to the, all over those fights. And uh, it is good, you know, because of, uh, we, can, we can tell them uh, our, our view of a professional fighter, you know, more or less, who's gonna win or who is the strongest? You know, I think I think I think uh, like you and me, we can stand. You know, some fighters are gonna fight, but some guys a big name, but maybe the upcoming that's his moment right now. You know what right. I mean? Yep. So you can, you you know easily you can see who is who is the guy of the moment. You know, some people at home they don't see that. You know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, pretty much I I I can I can give them that, that kind of deal. I see you interacting with a lot of the fighters uh, during these cars here on Yas Island, Fight Island. Um, are you having to go through the whole COVID uh, isolation thing? Like, are you having to stay isolated the whole time you're there right now? Yeah, well, what's the process, you know? Uh, no, no whole time. When you come inside of the island, you know, I come, I, we, we came from Brazil. So we made a test in Brazil, two tests in Brazil before we came. We flew to England. That in England, all the Brazilian fighters, you know, that in England, they have uh, uh, another test and the quarantine. Okay, then quarantine. So we say two days in the hotel. In two days, we make two tests. If you, you know, pass in those two tests. So it's going to be about one week after your first test, you know. So if you have something, going to appear. So after two tests, they... They fly you, you know, the private plane, the same private plane lives from Brazil, private plane lives from England, you know, uh, uh, from Edge Hard. But it's just, uh, you know, all for, for UFC, the, uh, 
people, you know, employers. So when we got here in the island, we got a, another test and we stayed 48 hours in the room. Yeah. So another about four days in a really good, you know, strong quarantine. And here in the place, you know, I go talk to the partners. But when we get uh, all together in the in the in the in the show, obligatory, mandatory, we use mask. You know, one we met in a breakfast, things like this. You know, we talk to them. You know, it's not good to be shaking hands, things like this. You know what I mean? But uh, we 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 try to don't put many people together in the same place. You know, that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, of course. What do you think about how this fight island has happened and and how Dana and the UFC? has kept all the sports going basically and the fights going through this quarantine and, and this whole setup in, in Abu Dhabi. Like, is it, is it just a crazy experience or what? It's a crazy experience. I'll, I'll tell you, man, you know, the first day I just got here looked like we was in a, like a, I would say that, a movie, you know, how they get all the closest. Yeah. I thought I was in, you know, in another planet, you know what I mean? Like the, how the security was so like, you know, in the UFC, they got a great team. They made everything like a military, you know, in details. And they got together with Abu Dhabi. You know, the country is very strict also. I think it's this country, Abu Dhabi, is the the lowest, you know, the lowest uh, uh, numbers of COVID right now in the world. So mm-hmm. that's why they decided to come here. So this, this uh, island here is a complex of hotels. They have five hotels, you know, that in a, a W hotel, we see the pirates and the UFC employers and TV people. And uh, the media is staying in the different hotels, you know, and the, you know, another employers being in the different hotels. But once uh, we got inside, they, they, they make like a bubble, you know, like yeah. a bubble. People could don't, don't come inside. If you come inside right now, you got to have, like 14 days of quarantine if not if, if wow. not for UFC. It's crazy. You know, for UFC, you got a two days quarantine, you know, two days quarantine like before. Maybe in before those two days, in the, if you put in transit, you got a four days. So they made it, they made it very like healthy military thing so people don't don't have the disease from outside. And, and, and Abu Dhabi got together with, you know, UFC, and uh, Dana, he's been doing that since he, you know, he's been get together with uh, Abu Dhabi. Ten years ago, you know, they, they start to do business together, you know, yep. you know, they, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, had, they was involved in, with UFC business for, you know, the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. So they always together. And now on, they want to, they want to trans, uh, transform, you know, Abu Dhabi, the capital of the sport in the world. Yeah. It's a great place. Dana got this dream, this idea. Abu Dhabi made it, it happen with Dana. You know, was a great, a great, you know, as a great partnership. Yeah, it's crazy. And we started kind of pro around the same time. But you, you were fighting the big shows back in like 99, 2000. How is it being that you were in those big shows back in, in 99, 2000 and then 20 years later, seeing the sport that was so... It was like taboo back then, you know, and so like unrecognized and... And, and look down upon pretty much. How has it been for you seeing the sport grow and become what it is today and like how huge it is and how massive it is and this huge card coming up next weekend, 254 and, and, and stuff like that. Is it, how has it been for you seeing that whole journey and being a part of it? Yeah, it's a big journey, you know. I, I feel glad to be part of that since that happened. And now, you know, now this sport grows a lot. And in uh, in uh, the UFC, I'll tell you, it, it's not only the biggest show in the world, but it's the biggest sport platform in the world. Yeah. You know, like, oh, uh, in the UFC numbers, you know, some shows like that, you know, that one, two, fifty, five, four, they're gonna show for like one point two billion, you know, homes. Tell how crazy the numbers is. Crazy. You know what I mean? Like. I'll tell you, uh, and UFC was the first sport after the COVID, you know, the first league, yep. how it started again. Still so leading, yeah. That was a good thing, you know, because of the healthy, you know, military, healthy, you know, like they got together, like, uh, like I was saying, military, I'm telling you about how they straight yeah. dealt with the Very planes strange. and nothing different happened. 
So UFC was the first one. So now on UFC got big numbers, even bigger than before the pandemic, I guess. And and uh, you know, and, and and great to see that you know how they get so organized, and and you know, but in the in the bottom of the line, they 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 didn't miss the DNA of this thing. You know, the yeah. DNA is the purpose. Find a new talent, and UFC always find a new talent. You know, every show show up is someone else. You remember the uh, two shows before the spinny kick. Yeah. You know, they did it. <laughs> That's crazy. You know, so, so imagine things happen, you know, that, that, that makes the sport the most interesting sport in the world. What makes it so crazy, too, is not just that the fighters get to fight uh, and, and, and the fans just get to see fights like they always do, but it's like medicine. You know, it's like there's so many people that are stuck at home right now in quarantine and, and not having nothing to do. Their movies have stopped production, TV shows have stopped production, all of sports have stopped production. And then now, you know, you have Dana and the UFC bringing you these live fights like nothing changed. And so it's like for people at home, it's like it brings that sense of normalcy back where it's like you can kind of like watch a show for three hours and feel like things are kind of normal. You know, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's affected the whole world for sure. For sure. Like, like you said, man, you know, like, like, you know, this time of pandemic that's happened. People got to respect this thing until the end, until everyone got the shot, you know, medicine. But if you stay at home, nothing to do, not interesting. And people, you know, people love sport. Yeah. You, you can grow up, you know, every Saturday, turn on the TV and I turn off the TV Sunday night, Sunday yeah. evening. Yeah. So you, what we do, watching the sport, your soccer play, your best fighters, you know, and and, and then I make that happy, you know, to keep the people, you know, uh, a dream, you know, coming through with the fight island, you know, keep this thing happen that in, in Vegas, you know, it's amazing, it's amazing being part of that, you know, and 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 now, but now it's different, you know, you see the fighters fight. For no crowd, yeah, it, so it is different. That's <laughs> different feeling. You can. On the day I saw a girl, she was fighting, and she was she listened Daniel Cormier, comment, yeah. you know, <laughs> getting coached by the commentators. She so she listened the commentator and she did the position because I was so you know like no crowd, nobody so say something. Yeah, that is so crazy. Have you been able to watch the fights? Like most of the fights there live? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I go inside, make the comments for the, for the, you know, before for the sport TV, and you know, most of the fights when the Brazilian fighters fight was some interesting fighter. I, I've been watching a lot of those Russian guys, yeah, you know, the, uh, and all those guys. I, you know, like uh, I, 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 I like them. You know, they tough. You know, some some good Americans I watch too. You know. So I've been pretty much I watch like maybe sixty percent of the fights. I like to see in the back. I like to be in the backstage most of the time. You know, <laughs> interact to the fighters. You know, try to see and help some some give some good words. Yeah, did you see the Ortega fight versus Zombie? Man, Ortega's huh? fight terrible. How this kid, you know, improve his distance? Yeah, it's great. He, he made a perfect fight. Yeah, you know, in elbow change. Change, you know, that 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 the zombie mind. I think, you know, when he saw it, I think when I think when Zubi saw that position break break his mind. That's what I think. After that change, totally the game. And I love seeing the fact, like they have the footage now of of him doing that same exact move with Tiki backstage. Like they were literally drilling the same move backstage before the fight and it worked out exactly how they were drilling it like i love seeing stuff like that where you know fighters are so in tune with what they have to do and what they're supposed to do and what they're working on that they go out there and they execute it perfectly yeah i believe but i'll tell you my friend every single position i fought i made it in the pride like a submission that one i was training in the locker room yeah every <laughs> I believe I said, man, I'm gonna try this position ten times. One's gonna work, you know. I, I mean, you know, when when you got a when you got your team, you, you trust in your coach, you know. I, I I think so too. Your best position, you train that in the locker room, yeah. Yeah, but you couldn't have predicted on one of your fights. I know with Bob Sapp. Let me say one thing. One of my favorite submissions you pulled off was against Bob Sapp. And, like, I literally thought you died. Like, I thought <laughs> when a 350-pound man slams you on your head like that, 
Like I thought you were dead. And then and then his arm comes up and you're just you're a two hundred and forty pound man just hanging on the side of his arm and you're in like the air. It's just incredible. That was that was one of the most incredible fights, one of the most incredible submissions, and, and a true testament to your mental fortitude of never giving up, never stopping, and just continuing to fight through everything. Cause that had to have hurt. I think that had to have been that had to have rung your bell for sure. Yeah, man. You know, uh, Mike, uh, I still feel my back. Since I woke morning, I feel my back today morning. You know what I mean? Like, was heavy. And the first round, I was totally dizzy, my friend. Yeah, I was like, that. like, yeah, I was. Uh, I, I see him like, you know, barely like, you know what I mean? My eye was, was, was bad. You know, my 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 view of him. But uh, you know, but I didn't give up. I I believe in the, you know. I, in my mind, I was, I'm going to take his arm. I'm going to take his arm. Somehow, I'm going to take his arm. And I was training in this position. I got the side control and got his arm on board. And exactly the same thing, yeah. like 100 times before in the locker room, man. So I got yeah. this I got this thing in my mind, you know. That's yeah. like you said in the Ortega's fight, you know. He was training there. You remember another, another fighter who was uh, uh, McGregor. He was training in the same position he caught Jose Aldo. Yeah. He was in that position. You remember that? You know, that, that video came out. Yeah, it's, cr- it's crazy when that happens. Um, yeah, and, and do you have a gym? Don't you have a gym in Dubai or Abu Dhabi? Is it, it's Abu Dhabi, correct? Your gym? No, in Dubai. In oh, it Dubai. is in Dubai. We the, yeah, we have the Chino Guerra Dubai from like, uh, I'll tell you, uh, seven years on seven that we started 2013 before was a gym was a emirates jiu-jitsu center was a black okay. belt in our team in zamari sperry and now he came here Rafael howard he came here like 10 years ago to dubai 12 years ago to abu dhabi 10 years ago he went to dubai opened his gym down there and they, they you know became up seven years ago Became a Chino Guerra gym. It, that it, it, one of the biggest gyms you have. We have over there, you know. Uh, Sheik Tariq is the Sheik from the Charger, the number three Emirates. You know, here in Abu Dhabi, he's a black belt. He's a European champ. So he always bringing a great fighters like Abushisha, you know, Leandro Lowe, you know, a lot, a lot of great guys. All the be- best black belts in Jiu Jitsu. They always been here teaching. You now Bruno Frazato, wow. you know, a lot of great, like being coaching down there, like a month, two months. So every time he's changing coach, Leonardo Vieira, you know. So yeah. we got a we got a higher, higher, high jiu-jitsu level down there. And now on, they be they start a, a MMA program. So we have a fighter from uh, our gym is fighting in the UFC right now. Just signing and I won the last fight. His name is Munir. Okay. Yep. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a really tough guy. So since he he signed with UFC, we have 23 professional fighters trained over there as well. Wow. So we growing that MMA program. You know, very strong down there. So after here, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend like 10 days there. You know, helping the, our Jiu-Jitsu team and our MMA pro. You know, to develop a new. New fighters, and 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 the fight the fight here is very like you know they have a desert force, you know yep. the, the you know big show over here for the locals, and they have a Abu Dhabi you know on show, also you know they make a, a on show at the MMA right now, so the things getting bigger here. Yeah, they're developing a lot, and like we're getting a lot of guys from Thailand that are coming from Dubai that are fighting in Desert Force and some of these other shows. And and just in general, just coming over to train. Yeah, they train with you. Yeah, yeah, I know. Man, by the way, your team is amazing. I've been following <laughs> the AK team so that entire. Man, that's a dream come true, man. You know, I visit you in the last one. You know, me and Feijão, yeah. Rafael yeah, Feijão. It was you and Feijão came by. Yeah, he's just messaging me right now. So I saw his message here. Oh, yeah. Me and Feijão. And uh, and we was talking that you want to go back to Thailand, you know. So I, I want to spend a couple of days training there. Yeah, anytime. As soon as this thing's over and the borders open up, it'd be great, great to have you back for sure. All right, guys, we got to thank our sponsors really fast. Our first sponsor is Manscaped, the official trimmer of the UFC. 
and now the official trimmer of the Real Quick with Mike Swick podcast. The best below the waist trimmer and product on the market, bar none, by far 100%. And now you can save 20% by entering code QUICK at checkout when you go to manscaped.com, M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com, enter code QUICK, you get 20% discount, free shipping to your door. What's better than that? And it lets them know that I sent you. So you support the podcast, you support Manscaped, and you get the best trimmer on the market. Boom, free to your door. And as always, this podcast is brought to you by AKA Thailand, the world's premier luxury training resort here in Phuket, Thailand. For all the information you need, go to akthailand.com. We still have the 30% off special, reopen special since the quarantine's still going on and the borders are still locked. Uh, hopefully that ends soon, but you can save 30% by pre-booking now. Uh, we can also help you get visas six month, 12 month. Uh, so you don't have to go in and out of Thailand every month for a visa run. We can set that up right now, start that process. Any questions you have, go to info at akthailand.com. We can get you started. We can get you booked. We can uh, answer all your questions. We can get your visa processed, anything you need. I'll see you soon. What's up, everybody? I am here in Thailand. This is the first time I've ever been here. Been dying to come here for years. Mike Swick, he's one of the big reasons he's been trying to pull me down here. What he built down here, AKA Thailand, is incredible. There's people here from all over the world. You can train mixed martial arts here, jujitsu. They have weightlifting, they have cardio, and obviously they have Muay Thai, boxing, everything. telling you guys I know everybody wants to go to Thailand because Thailand's so cool but you can't come to Thailand without coming to aka Thailand come on What do you think about um, this big UFC 254 card coming up and, and happening right there like how crazy is this fight gonna be with Gaethje and Habib? Man, this is an insane fight because, you know, we have the best guy, the best record in the world, you know, Skabib. Yeah. The best record by far, you know, in numbers of, sh you know, shoots he, he, he does in the game. And every time he shoots, he never misses. No. He, he's or he just keeps going. His, you know, he goes single leg, double leg, body lock, and goes to the single again. He make happen. He make he doesn't go and go back. You know what I mean? You, you, you see that. His transition is insane. His groundwork is perfect. He, he you know, that's the type of uh, you know, he don't scramble too much. He don't give the chance of scramble. You know, I've been watching you know, the, the the new fighters, they scramble, 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 hardly barely they get in some position and stop. And Khabib, you know, he's like progressive, progressive. You know, he's gonna, the end's gonna be tapping, you know what I mean? <laughs> once, once he put out. And the other side, he's fighting, he's fighting the most dangerous guy in this moment. For sure. If you, you know, uh, uh, his opponents, uh, uh, you know, numbers, 98% of the fight, he keeps standing. Mm. He only went to the ground 2%. So, you know, he's the type of guy he never goes to the ground, you know. Since I like more Khabib, you know, if you ask me who is my favorite, Khabib. As a fighter, you know, as a fighter, if I see my fight, I, I don't know both. I like the Khabib style because I'm a jiu-jitsu guy, I'm a grappler. You know what I mean? The only guy is most dangerous guy standing up right now because he's counting punches. You've been seeing that, you know, uh, uh, his, his last fight was against who? Tony his Ferguson. His last fight. Ferguson, you know, he's fought against Ferguson. He's get he, he did a lot of counting points, hooks, and things like this. So Khabib, you know, in my in my opinion, Khabib gonna gotta close the game and he will, you know, body to body. I think he's stronger than you know he and he, the, you know than his opponent. And I think once he's a bigger, he's a taller, you know, stronger, like a grip grip. When he wants he grapple, I think he's a favorite for this fight. But his opponent is very dangerous, you know. We, we yeah. cannot, we can't forget, you know, the most dangerous guy, striker at the moment and the game. He don't miss a punch, 
and he he won by knockout so so many good guys, you know. But but in my opinion, but if you say by numbers, 60-40, you know, maybe 65-35 to Khabib. Yeah. And then looking ahead just a little bit, what do you think about Anderson Silva and Uriah Hall? How do you think that fight's going to go? You know, uh, uh, Anderson Silva, you know, for me, is one of the greatest you know, fighters in, in the in the past. You know, happens in the, for UFC. Uh, I remember, you know, 2010 when I met you, after I met you here, I flew to Maldives and went to some island in Maldives. You know, the leader of the island that, you know, took a boat for five hours. Yeah. And the guy was selling coconut in the beach, a local guy. And he was like, man, you know when there's on silver? You know, <laughs> like, he, we were not known, you know, that, you know, in a little place. And, and I said, man, do you know uh, Pelé? You, you know Cristiano Ronaldo? And he said, I don't know. I know when there's on silver. <laughs> you know, so he was... Now he's he, most of the sport, you know, he wanted the name of the, you know, like Mike Tyson, you yeah. know, brought the name of the MMA in another level for, for everyday people, you know. So he's always been my idol, you know, but talking about this fight, you know, he's fighting a guy younger than him, you know, dangerous as well, you know, but when Anderson fight those kind of guys, you know, his very activity of, of distance, you know what I mean? Like he fought at the Sanya, when he fought at the Sanya, he was, you know, in and out. He never gave a chance to other Sanya give any, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like anything else. And, I, and his opponent got a very good spinning kicks and he's stronger the hands, but then there's some moves. So I yeah. think his favorite because of he moves a lot, you know? So one of the, this is going to be one of his last fights I, I hope he may, you know, he, he make it, you know, and get get out of winning. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, it is going to be, has he said it's going to be one of his last fights? Yeah, I mean, he, he, he don't have many fights yeah, left. Yeah, definitely, for sure, That's yeah. Bush, I don't think it's going to be his last fight. You know, oh people God. say his last fight, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that it's not going to be his last fight. You know, he never say that to me, but I'm, I'm feeling he still want to fight. You know, uh, there's no many, no many guys, man. He's 45 years old, you know, wow. in his. But the guy, I'll tell you, man, he's still training. Yeah, he's still training, still moving. You know, he's so active. You know, like he look like a kid, man. He looked like a, you know, if you go to his house, he's always hanging things. You know, be around like, like a, a teenager. Yeah, I was I was in his era, and like I was one fight away from him when I beat Lawazo for the number one contendership, and that was at the beginning of his career when he had only fought Chris Lieben and Rich Franklin. So I, we didn't get to see like how how good he really was at that point and how good he was going to be, and and I became such a massive fan of his as he just kept winning more and more fights. He was like one of the first guys in the UFC that that really just blew people away you know what i mean that that fighter that came out every time and won a fight in a fashion that would have you jumping out of your chair you know what i mean like it, it, he was that first big like just superstar you know beating everybody then he'd go up a weight class and he'd, he'd win there too and like he was just he was defeating everyone and and so it's like that that legacy will always be there and and he's always been a huge inspiration for me even though i was in his era as well you know i was i was in the same division right there but he was still such a huge inspiration for me yeah he was i remember uh, that's one thing every like when he was in his prime you know like you know fighting i'll tell you every round he knocked people out or finish he was telling me master that's gonna be in the second round. Yeah. That's gonna <laughs> that's gonna be the third round. He he, he you know he knows exactly playing the fight in his head in his mind before. I'll tell you when he fought a Vito Belfort. I'll tell you that man. I, I I came I came I came I had a hip surgery, so I came out with, with you know shot a fly from a friend of mine. He loves Anderson. So I said, okay, you sit with me. I got a two tickets. So, you know, we go to Vegas, sit at my side. We got to sit, you know, sit close to the octagon and from Anderson. So I, I rented a car, you know, a, a, a Hollis Royce. He loved it. 
you know, really the, the guy he loved. So, you know, uh, to pick him up in the shopping mall before the fight. It was like 2 o'clock, you know. He's, he was supposed to leave at 5. <laughs> so I went to the shopping mall there in Vegas to pick him up. He was doing shopping. The day of the fight, so I put him inside of the car, man, man, that's a serious fight, okay, man? You know, Vito before, he's like, he like one of the best guys in this moment. It was 2011, I guess. And that's the guy, man. So so take this set, this fight. And and I was driving the car, you know, the Holy Royce, so I was very attention. And say, stop the car. I stop the car next to the Mandalay Bay. I look at him and say, man, I got to knock this guy out in the first round. Okay, I say how? He said I'm gonna step, step in the mirror, you know, step to the side. He's gonna open his mirror. I'm gonna kick him face, his face like you know. I'm training this kick every day. Trust me, that's gonna happen. Crazy. Man, he did it. You know, he did it. He that's told so me crazy. exactly what he was going to do. Believe that. Yeah, that is crazy. And you know, and I had Habib on the the show uh, a, a couple of days ago. And I asked him what his biggest asset was as a fighter that's brought him so far. And, and then and asking you the same thing because you compare so much and the fact those fights with like Bob Sapp and Crow Cop and 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 and, and there's been fights where you've, 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 you know, obviously had really, really rough fights and always came out ahead because you didn't give up uh, or, or you didn't stop or you didn't tap, whatever the case. Um, do you think the mental fortitude is one of the biggest assets of a fighter? And that's that's the difference of some of these fighters that make it and some of these that don't? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, your mindset, you know, before the fight, you got to have a, you know, great mindset. I, th- I think I'll tell you, like, maybe 30 percent, you know, it's a physical game. You got to, you got to, you know, push yourself in a physical game. Uh, uh, technical game, you got to have a team what, what you trust. But I'll tell you, like, maybe 50%, 60% your mindset, you know what I mean? But it doesn't matter if it's a fighter, or a basketball player, like a soccer player, you know what I mean? Your mindset is, is the most important thing. you got to believe in yourself. Yeah. So that, that game, you know, inside of the octagon, you know, sometimes you, 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 you fight for, for your position inside, you know what I mean? So that's why I... My fight style was wasn't step back, yeah. you know, was oh, you know, but but I I think I think uh, yeah, Mike said is the biggest point. Yeah, and, and looking back at your career, you fought so many people. It's hard to imagine you didn't fight someone. Was there anybody in your career that you didn't fight that you wanted to ever? You know, back then when when they had Brock Lesnar, you know, the one. You know the the the, the 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 world title. I want to fight him because he was big guy. You know, wrestler. You know, he put he put on the game. You know, so it was 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 good. Was a good you know guy to fight with. You know, maybe you know the guy I I, I like a lot. Call me. You know, no because I, I want to fight him because yeah, he's, he's a, a big guy of this. You know, I think now one one of the biggest image. Or the whole thing, and I want to meet with and head with. Not because I want to fight him, he, because he's my friend. Yeah. But you know, that's a type of guy, you know, classic, like like Dan Henderson, like Handy Kutu, you know what I mean? Like, he, you know, like you listen Holy Stones, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> classic guys. And and even even being the, the Strike Force champion, the UFC champion, and all the stuff you've accomplished. Is there a single fight that was your biggest win or your most happiest moment in your career that you can remember? I'll tell you, my friend. Uh, I have three times in my career. I'll tell you three times. You know, one day, the, when UFC went back, you know, to Brazil, you know, was was good. 2011. You know, there was the first time again. UFC was in Brazil, like in 1998. 997. So 14 years after there, you know, you you UFC came back. I had to face it. Brando Shaw it was a new upcoming guy. It was a big challenge for me because I have a hip surgery. You know, I shaved the bone of my legs, and it was a big comeback. I have an ACL surgery. Then I I had a surgery in my hips one side, then hips to the other side. What one year three months without put you know without training. So I just came back. Was 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 a big upcoming, and all the Brazilian media, 
was supporting me to make this challenge. And I remember we, we did a great, uh, you know, uh, uh, thing in uh, Twitter. I, 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 I sleep with six, 17,000 followers in the Twitter. So I, I put some hashtag like Minotauro Colorado, finaliza Minotauro. So it's like finish Minotauro. Submit. And we wake up with 116,000 followers. Yeah. 99,000 followers night, night to day. Yeah. You know, and then the campaign with we, we, we almost 1 million followers, you know. And like, so it was a big interaction of uh, fans, you know, talking at Twitter, you know, things like this. So to me, it was, was, was very important. Another fight against Bob Sapp because of the, it was one of the biggest shows in the national stage of Tokyo. And another big fight for me was against Mikhail Kokop, you know. Yeah, that was a Kukop tough was fight. Best on the theater, like like was eleven or oh, something like this, yeah. you know. So I also I had like you know, I had to do some surgeries. I was coming back, you know, and face this guy was a big challenge for me. Yeah, th those were amazing fights. I'd definitely be proud of. And what's one of your favorite fighters now? You know, favorite fighter, I like Habib. Habib, you know, he fights. Man, it's insane. I, li I, li I, lo I love this kid since he started, you know what I mean? Pushing, you know, pressure, you know. He's, 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 for me, it's fun to watch. Some people say, he's holding people. That's that's the way, man. That, that's the way I like, you know. Hold people with pressure on him. You know, he's, he's a great fighter. Uh, in a, uh, yeah, pr pretty much Amanda Nunes, you know, she's a fun to watch as well. Yeah, you know, knockout pressure, you know, she's she's the thing, she's yeah. the shit, man. You know, you know. And this kid, uh Dave Sodaiko, Nascimento, the the lightweight kid, you know, from Brazil. I love his fight style, you know, my I like the way he fights, you know, he he put pressure on it. Yeah, the most of those Three guys impress me right now. All right, last thing. Yeah, because I've seen you all over the world. You're doing TV, you're traveling, you're doing all these interviews and stuff. What is it that you, I mean, obviously you're doing something fun right now, but what is it that you want to focus on for like the next, for the rest of your, your, your life? Like what, what is it that's your passion right now after fighting? Is it, is it doing interviews and doing TV shows about fighting, running your gyms? What is it that, that, that you enjoy the most now after you're done fighting? Yeah, I'm I'm working I'm working for UFC Brazil since I finished my career as a fighter in 2015. So uh, Lorenzo and Dana they asked me to to work for UFC. So I've been working for them, you know, the office, you know, like four to five days a week. I sit in the office every day in the afternoon. And uh, me and Dennis Martins was some is some guy. We work in supporting the UFC with the USADA program in Brazil. You know, for the fighters, like in you know, the supplements and things like this. It, it, so we're working also getting like any opponent money with the, they have situates. Yeah. You know, they have anything. So we between the process of the company executive part with the fighters. So with the with the develop part of the communication. Same thing Reed Harris does in the United States. We do that in Brazil. So I'm, you know, I'm 24/7, man. You know, since the guy here in the UFC. I'll tell you simple things, you know, since I have like a, a ice tub for the kids, you know, I got I got them, you know, mats for the room. They don't have a, gloves for Poliana Botelho, things like this. When they're traveling, I like to, you know, they do, do all the sport. So that I spend seven weeks, I would spend seven weeks in the island, you know, like yeah. by myself, by folks on, on all the fighters, you know, they have... We have just one guy, the last guy, Alex Cowboy, who's fighting, you know, in this show. So I was waiting until the last guy, you know. Yeah. So I could call them and you know, all things. Even training, man. Even training. We have two guys, two heavyweights, you know. They didn't have a partner trainer. I was training with them, you know. So I think the thing I've, I've been focused more. And another thing, man. Uh, we, let Let me show you one thing. So one thing, what we doing in Brazil right now? Mm -hmm. We have uh, we 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 have that uh, in the schools, you know. Then we try to introduce introduce the martial arts in schools, so you know that they have a program. It's like they have a wrestling in the United States. Okay, in Brazil, we, we you know we have a we have some problem 
Oh wow! Well, we make public schools, nice. you know, with, uh, like introduction for the martial arts, you know. So that's in that's in public schools. For the public schools, yeah. So we show up, you know, a lot of a lot of a lot of the history of MMA, like uh, you know, some fighters like Bushesha, you know, we we tell the history of the you know Chao Camilo the Shudo. You know, Olympic champ. So we t we're talking about you know the, the belts, the rules. You know, some positions for jiu-jitsu. Uh, we do a lot of uh, boxing, Muay Thai, and judo. So, awesome. so we have a pro four different martial arts. So we introduce them to the to the schools. We 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 plan it next year. We're supposed to do in this year, but the copic yeah. stop at everything. <laughs> yeah. So we we. we we, we are doing that, you know, that's you're very focused on the, the new kids, you know, the next generation uh, learn, you know, the benefits of the martial arts, man, you know, because now one, everyone knows everything by the Google and internet yeah, or yeah, by yeah. the video game. And it's hard, you know, you get a, like, a, you know, the kids to train and, 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 and learn things from the martial arts. That's, that's so awesome of you and such a great influence for them. That, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, man, I love it, and 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 people people gotta see the message like you guy, like you know some, you know when you got a kid like you know 13, 14 years old, you gotta got a lot of knowledge to teach them. Yeah, well, my brother, thank you so much for taking time out. I know you have worked so much in in, in Abu Dhabi, and you've been so busy. And I couldn't not get in touch with you and, and check up on you when you're in our old place that we used to hang out at together. And so it's, it's been great to talk to you again. Great to catch up. Great to get your insight on the, the fight island and the fights and the upcoming cards and everything else. So, again, thank you so much for taking time out for the show. Can't wait for you to come back to Thailand and, and beat me up again at, at AK Thailand at my gym and roll with you again and, and hang out in Thailand. So I appreciate it so much. Thank you very much, my friend. And I always, uh, you know, uh, wish luck for you and, uh, you know, wish the best. You're a nice show. I saw you in the Khabib talking, you know, in the show. And you granted great people. So for me, it's an honor to be in this, you know, here with you. So organized view. I've been seeing that in this new studio. <laughs> yeah, go on, man. It's just you break it here. <laughs> Like I said, man, you're a different guy. You had a great time there inside the octagon, and outside the octagon, you, you keep you keep the same, man. You know, hard worker and the gym. You know, hard worker and communicate people how 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 big you are. Congratulations, man! You 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 won in one million, man. Thank Take you, care. brother. And aside from aside from being my friend as well, I, it's an honor to have you on the show. You're you're one of the biggest legends to ever be on the show, and 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 you've done it all. You've been an inspiration for me my whole career, and and so it, it's great to be your friend. It's great to 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 have watched your career, and it's great to have you on the show. And I can't wait to see you again. Good luck with everything in Abu Dhabi, with your gym, with your travels, and your show. And I hope to see you soon. Yeah, I see you soon. I keep communicating. Let's go Thailand next. Absolutely. Take care, my friend. All right, brother. Take care. All right, there we go. My brother, Noguera. Unbelievable guy, literally. I mean, how do you not love that guy after after watching this podcast or listening to this podcast? The guy's amazing. He's been an ambassador since day one, one of the toughest guys in the sport. Nobody could ever have earned their right uh, for respect and credibility in the sport of MMA more than he has. I mean, he has had some of the toughest fights, won some of the toughest fights, just absolutely done everything there is to do in the sport. And he's kept a positive attitude, like you saw here. Uh, and he's always been an ambassador. Ambassador, I can't even say ambassador. Uh, he, he's always been an ambassador. I can't even say ambassador, and he, he is an ambassador. Um, he's always been an ambassador, and he, he's still now, even after his fighting career, doing stuff for the children and, and trying to get uh, BJJ and martial arts and public schools, or doing it, actually, um, as we saw the workbook. Um, it's just fantastic. I, I love the guy. I've been so fortunate enough to hang out with him so many times in so many different countries. It's been so random sometimes, especially in Moscow, just bump, literally our bodies bumped into each other at a place. And we had no earthly idea that we were even in the same country. It was absolutely beyond crazy. It was a cool place, though. So it was, there was a... Uh, that, that could have been a reason. But uh, anyway, yeah, so awesome talking to him and, and uh, seeing how things are going on, on Fight Island. 
seeing what he's doing with the UFC. Uh, I think this this is what he wants to do. I think this is his passion. I think he loves traveling. He loves doing the TV stuff and, and the media stuff and uh, working with his gyms. Uh, he seems so into it, and he deserves it. He deserves a great life for, for, for the blood, sweat, and tears that he's given us for so many years. So I can't say enough good things about him. I probably already have. But anyway, uh, thanks for watching, guys. I hope you took from it. Uh, if you're on YouTube, leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Hope you enjoyed the Habib podcast. Hope you enjoyed this one. I will say that the next one, I'm going to go ahead and announce, uh, hopefully not jinx it, but I'm going to go ahead and announce it, uh, even though it's in the works and it's not 100% done yet, but uh, it is agreed upon, and it's Dana White. So I'm trying to get Dana White to end this UFC 254 series of podcasts we've been kind of doing leading up to this huge fight next weekend. Um, and it's going to be great to have him in that, in that series. So he did agree and we are working it out as of right now. It's Tuesday night already. And I'm doing this podcast with Nogueras. So obviously we're pushed for time, but I am going to be on it as soon as this podcast is over to make sure that we get this pushed in and we can get it posted and, uh, done and everything before the fight and, and get his take on everything. I mean, I got a lot to talk to him about, so hopefully he has a lot of time or I'm just going to just keep trying to extend his time <laughs> until I suck all of it up. But, uh, another great guy who, who's awesome and, uh, always has great things to say. He's been on the podcast before. So I went ahead and let that out. Hopefully it stays true. Like all these others I've promised you guys, but that's what I'm planning on doing. That's what he's agreed upon. It is set. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that podcast as well. Um, so anyway, if you're on YouTube, please leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Let us know your thoughts on all these podcasts, who you want to see next. Um, any ideas you have, any critiques. We love hearing your, your comments and, and, and your feedback. And we like to answer as much as we can. If you're on the audio platform, subscribe. Uh, follow us there as well. And we'll see you next time. All right, we're about to do some uh, dune driving. Ready to have some fun? Ask, ask for 100% adrenaline. Get <laughs> out. We are the best driver. <laughs> Sorry. Shit. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Come on, amigo. Wow. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> what? You're so controlled. This is fun. <laughs> Whoa. Dead camel? Can we go there? No, Gary killed it. Camel. Yeah, right. I was too heavy. <laughs> Give him a kiss, no, Gary. Hey. I'm gonna try and choke this camel. <laughs> Not really gonna choke it. It's good support. You're a good support, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Can you make a Muay Thai clinch to do a knee on him? <laughs> do a knee. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty high. Right, I'm going to try to do a little sandboarding. Do this thing. <laughs> Round two, baby. Higher is the trick. Turn the hat backwards. I'll be more aerodynamic. Fuck! Shit! <laughs> so <low>. Damn! That's <laughs> tough, man! <laughs>